Hi, everybody. Before we start this episode of OK, OK, So, which is our brand new podcast once a week, as well as our regular podcast, we're also offering it on Patreon at the $3 tier, which will include OK, OK, So and our weekly podcast without commercials like this one. Um, So we hope you enjoy it. It's just Sean. So, um, you know, send your emails to Sean, not me. Uh, so we hope you enjoy this, and um, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Hi there. This is Sean Barton with OK. OK, so. So I'm sitting in a hotel room in Seattle, which yesterday was a really nice day, as opposed to the others that were just pouring rain. And But it was still nice. I love the Pacific Northwest. But... It's difficult for me to wrap my head around, you know, what's going on with my little, you know, part of the world in my little bubble and not talk about some things that are actually happening in the world, particularly with uh, Russia's offensive in the Ukraine not going as planned, whatever that plan is. I mean, how how is it that you get... <laughs> it's, it's, it's like Putin said, hey, come over for dinner, and while you're having dinner, he firebombs your house. What an asshole. Anyway, I digress. But it seems that um, Russia's tactics, at least what analysts are saying, could become more brutal and more indiscriminate. And obviously the examples of that strategy emerged yesterday when Russia forces bombed densely populated areas around Ukraine's two largest cities. I don't understand. You mean, you show up, meet with someone to come to a some kind of resolution, some kind of, you know, win-win kind of situation for everybody, and Putin's an asshole. Anyway, so yesterday was the State of the Union. President Biden delivered his first State of the Union address amid the largest ground war in Europe since World War II the highest U.S. inflation in 40 years, and an ongoing pandemic that's killed more than 950,000 Americans. Yeah, I don't, I don't envy his speechwriters. And the first part of it, the first part of the State of the Union wasn't even about our union, but about Ukraine's. Biden uh, praised the courage of the Ukrainian people, the united response of NATO and its allies, and the severe damage the sanctions have already inflicted on the Russian economy. And apparently Americans were eager to hear Biden's thoughts on Ukraine in a US oh, I'm sorry, in a CBS news poll before the address. Seventy three percent of respondents said that Russia and Ukraine was the most important topic for Biden to speak about, which was ahead of the economy, inflation, and COVID. Biden also made some Ukrainian I'm sorry, Ukraine-related news, he announced that the U.S. would close its airspace to Russian planes, which is interesting because it was a move that had already been taken by the EU and Canada. And on the domestic side, Biden addressed soaring prices, which has become a political, I guess, weak spot for him. 
He acknowledged the Americans were feeling the pinch, but offered only vague solutions, such as reducing dependence on global supply chains by boosting manufacturing in the U.S. I don't know how that's going to happen. I really don't. Everything is brought in from abroad because Americans are too expensive. Labor costs are too expensive. I don't understand. I don't. Anyway, so on that front, he highlighted Intel's plan to invest $20 billion in a chip-making facility in Ohio. Intel, who was at one point the chip-maker. I think it fell to number seven in the past, what, ten years. Intel hasn't been, it's still being used on PCs, which is probably the reason why they're overheating. And Anyway, so, but good for Intel. And good for the people of Ohio that will be obviously building a new facility and creating jobs. So that's that's a definite plus. Biden also talked about the U.S.'s progress in combating COVID. New cases have declined more than, I believe, 90% from their January peak. And the federal government recently relaxed mask guidance for much of America. Still, the average of 1,800 people are dying every day of COVID. And Biden admitted that new variants could emerge. There were some other things that he said during his speech, other than <laughs> the one that cracked me up. He's, he said, where's Jojo? Where's Jojo? Which, which I thought was funny. I, I, thought, yeah, I thought that it was, it was a moment where he was like he's walking into a bar and, and looking for his good buddy that's always there. Anyway, uh, a few things that he, that he also said. He said, we should all agree and answer is not to defund the police. It is to fund the police. Mm, I beg to disagree. I think it's to re-educate, retrain, and perhaps reset. I was never a big fan of the slogan, defund the police. That never made any sense to me. Retrain, reset. Another thing he said, he said we must hold social media platforms accountable for the national experiment they're conducting on our children for profit. I I have a love hate. I don't even love. I don't know. It's kind of a eh, uh, hate relationship with social media. I believe the majority of it, particularly Twitter, is CB radio with text. But if you follow me on Twitter, <laughs> you'll know I'm just as stupid as the next. I think the bottom line is that President Biden hopes that showcasing steady leadership in the face of multiple crises, crises. Crisis, crisis, crisis will give him a boost. At least will give a boost to Democrats ahead of November's midterm elections. And November's a long way off, folks. Either way, it's a big challenge. His approval rating has fallen to 41%, if you believe in percentages and stats and polls and all that kind of bullseye, which can easily be manipulated. But he went from 41% to 53 I don't know. Is it a popularity poll? I don't know. I'm not really one for State of the Union speeches. It's a lot of rah-rah. It's a lot of, you know, it's it's, it's kind of like if uh, the president of a company, the CEO, or the manager is going to give a speech about, you know, where we've come from, the speed bumps that we, you know, triumphed over, obstacles, whatever. This is where we are. This is where we're going. And some of it comes to fruition. But more of it, 
most of it is just, you know, out there thinking. Being less dependent on oil is a good idea. Being more dependent on reusable, renewable energy is a better idea. But from someone who's worked in the solar industry, it's a long way off and certainly not in my lifetime. My name is Sean Barton. You're listening to OK, OK Soul. I'll talk to you next time.